This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Welcome, one and all, on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. Uh, everybody has their why in life. I have figured out with Zach. You get to make fun of people for four hours, and he's like, oh, okay. Well, now, no, now I'm motivated. No, every, motiv- every great actor has to find their motivation. That's right. What is my motivation in this scene? <laughs> uh, today, DQ, were you here for this? Today is the year, I guess two days ago, was the four-year anniversary of someone leaving their false teeth at the Benton County Courthouse. And we uh, put out an APB. We for, did? Yeah, we were looking for uh, somebody who lost their false teeth. We have a long history, a long history on the show of helping people find things they've lost. Boa constrictors, false teeth. You could just kangaroos. stop at helping people. Just we like, have a long history of helping people. Sure we do. But it's a uh, you know, four-year anniversary. Thank you, B.E. The- you would never know that on the streets, but uh, we help people. Mm-hmm. B.E. is the assistant to the show historian. Right. Right. He's like an anthropologist mm-hmm. for this show. Right. Right. Proctologist. Digging through ruins, trying to find the uh, the important pieces of information. I'd have gone with proctologist, but you you <laughs> okay, know what? All right. You you find Dr. Your own, Jellyfinger. All right, even your better. Own path. Okay. Uh all right. 866-285-4005 is how you can uh, contact us on the McClarty Daniel hotline here on Ruskin and Zach. We've got uh, I I don't know how we're going to get to all this um, in this hour. I don't know who we are. It is of course um the first broadcast um past January 20th. So I have some thoughts. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, sure you do. We're going to do a lot of things to deflect today because. Deflect. Deflect. Well, it, it's not our job to deflect. Yeah, but you can only hit the nail so many times. I think it. we are entering a, a long, cold winter. Uh, of a, Razorback basketball. Dare I say a nuclear winter. A nuclear winter of Arkansas basketball. Well, you have to say it like we do down here. It's a nuclear winter. Get it right. Nuclear. Nuclear one. Right. It's <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot to process. There's some things that I'm incredibly uncomfortable with yeah. that are going on in that basketball team, and none of it's on the court. Yeah. Zero yeah. on the court. Yeah, I got a sound bite on that. Ah, oh, man. I remember that. I, I We said January 20th. Today is January 22nd. We right. we can draw some conclusions. Okay. Uh, DQ is uh, standing mm-hmm. by as well with the very latest. Hi, DQ. Hello. How's your weekend? It was good. 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 DQ was out and about, partying it up. What time did you get home? <laughs> oh, we didn't go that late. What time did you get home? Probably 11. Really? Okay. That's not bad at that's all. That's late. That's that's late. That's you know. a middle I mean, of the night. For I us. figured it would be midnight. Oh, well. An hour oh, earlier. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Home before a curfew. Yes. Abner points out we are entering the song parody phase of hating on the basketball team. Yes, that's in the works. No. Just don't play them all in a row. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> play them out on the way out. Maybe um, some of y'all could come up with some song parodies and send them in. Jerome. We could do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, I learned something incredibly disturbing this weekend. DQ did as well about you that we're very uncomfortable with. Me? Uh, yes. What did I do now? Well, you have this fear of your cleaning staff walking in on you taking a shower. That's right. Yes, I. Um, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to now, go through some of this. You did not go through all of the proper procedures in bringing this up, which I was did anything, when I brought it up to you. Was anything that I just said incorrect? What what I told you was anything was, I said no, listen, incorrect. What, no. What, what what I told you is uh-huh. I have the ultimate first world problem I'd like to share with you, mm-hmm. and I understand fully the mockery that's going to follow here. But it is a first world problem. Uh huh. But yes, I am worried that they're going to arrive earlier than to, they say uh-huh. and walk in on me in the shower. Yes, I I now they, I have a fear of they that. have keys to the house. It's an irrational fear. Yes, they, they just walk right. Yeah, in. they get in. Yeah, yeah. And um, and they they arrive. A, how many times a month or a week are you having this done? They come Four a times couple a times a month. Couple times a month, right? And biweekly. As now, we say. how many how many cleaning of staff show up? I believe there's two, two maybe three. Right. So, and they know. just walk right in. Yes. And what are you doing in the shower that you would be concerned? <laughs> Showering. <about? laughs> just Showering. 
Just washing my hair. I mean, I'm not like Tobias. I'm not a never nude, so I am naked in there. I mean, that's... Are you sitting? Are you writing on your whiteboard like DQ does? No, I don't take my notes in the shower. No, no, I don't. I might be singing at an embarrassingly high level. So I don't know if this is a... Look, I don't know if this is a common problem or not. Your cleaning staff walking in on you while you're taking a shower. Would the, the fact that the shower is running maybe give them pause? Yes, but I don't know. Like, what if they have earbuds in? They can't hear the one what, running water. What if? I, mean, I don't know. Now, do you know what days they're coming? Yes. Why not shut the door? Well, I mean, that is considered. I could do that. But you didn't. No, because I like to have an eye on the dogs hmm. because I don't want them, like, eating chapstick or markers or stuff, which they have been known to do. <laughs> okay. When no one's looking. Now, where are the dogs right now? Uh, they are in their um, uh, box. Why don't you put them in the box while you're taking a shower and doing whatever it is you're doing in the shower? I don't like to put them in there uh, when I'm home. These are, uh, look, I'm giving you avenues where you don't have to be afraid of your... I could leave them outside, but I don't look because then they'll make a bunch of noise because they want to come in at a certain point. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've got me, man. They've got me. So um, they've got me. Like every half hour now, they start doing the I need to go outside dance Mm -hmm. because they know... That when they come back in, they get a treat. Ah, so yeah, now yeah. they've got me. Yeah, they're, so work, they're working. The they're system. working on like ten right. treats a day right now. now which why is do absurd. they get a treat every every time? Because you're a good boy. Because they didn't crap on the rug. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, dog people have this problem. DQ, you wouldn't understand. You're a cat person, mm-hmm. and your cat goes in the box, so you we, you wouldn't understand um, what it's like to when now, they go boom on the rug. Yes, Bob and Branson and I are on the same page here. We're aligned. <laughs> um, they're a this is how Don't many. Don't say this. <laughs> this Don't how, say it. This is how many brown chicken brown cow movies get started. Uh, yeah, thank you, Bob. That's very helpful. <laughs> very helpful to the uh, proceedings. So here. you are, um, you're terrified that the cleaning staff. It is an irrational fear. Yes, that someone will walk in and oh, Derek, my irrational fear is that I'm going to fall down my steps, break my neck, and die. Well, I have a fear like that too. That's my irrational fear. Your irrational. I have collapsed once when I was alone, and, uh, and you, I thought this was the end. This is that how, has this happened. Is how it's going to go out. I I what? don't I don't know that you've never that said having, that before. I've never said that before. No, no. no now I don't. collapsed at the apartment one time on a Saturday morning. This is recently. No, no, no. This was like a couple years ago. Okay. No. So recently. Yeah, two years ago. Was yeah. alcohol involved? No, no, okay. no, no, no. A uh, lack of food was involved. Yeah. Which is absolutely stunning. I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I didn't have dinner the day before, and um, I wasn't hungry, and then I woke up, and I was like, I got really hot, and I passed out, and no one was there, and I'm like, you know what? This is the end. This is it. Okay. Um, Then I had some Nilla wafers, and I was fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting for the text now. Oh, Derek, you need to get that checked out. Settle down. Thank you, WebMD. I appreciate it. Are you afraid that one of your staff, the cleaning staff, is going to walk in and go, Looks like you could use a hand there. No, that's. <laughs> Abner, know, Abner says he's afraid of getting promoted at work. That's an irrational fear. Oh, that would be terrifying. Yeah. Wouldn't it? yeah. Can you imagine being promoted? Oh, <laughs> <So> what? <laughs> yeah, Zach, we're going to need you to come in on a Sunday. Just yeah. Add a clause to other duties. <laughs> huh. DQ, are you afraid? Do you have a cleaning staff? I don't. No, my apartment's very small. Yeah. Easy to clean. Mm. By the way, when I had a small apartment, I did not have a cleaning staff. Mm. So you're enjoying this? I did not say no. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. No, we can handle it. Ben in Little Rocks says if the cleaning crew shows up at a certain time to shower earlier in that, in the time, earlier in the day. Derek, go ahead. Okay, but the fear is that they will be earlier than the time they say. Have they ever been earlier? I don't believe so. No, no, I don't think so. No. no. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. 
Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. I don't know if we have any Bills fans listening, but let's rub it in, shall we? We have an opportunity eh, here. Eh, let's. I mean, you knew this was going to happen. Okay. Have so- you heard it? Has anyone heard it? I don't know if they've heard it. Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. No good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. Missing wide right from 44. That is uh, Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. I'm going to read you a text exchange that I had in the middle of the third quarter. Josh Allen had just run in for the touchdown and given the Bills the 24-21 lead. 24-20 lead. Mm -hmm. Comes from Hacker and Harrison, who whenever he makes a declarative statement is absolutely 1,000% 1,000% wrong every single time. Then you go to the live in-game betting on the bet, Saracen, oh, and go the other I, I way. I immediately took the Chiefs and whatever they would give me. <laughs> Hacker, Josh Allen is the best quarterback alive right now. No cap. Oh, my God. Hold on. What? To which I said, you make declarative statements that usually go sideways. And he says, bleep Ruskin. I know he hates him. And I said, he hates everyone. Then, I don't hate Josh Allen. Then he says, Stats back me up. And he sends me this screenshot okay. of his fantasy football team. Hold on. <laughs> he sends me his stats from his fantasy football team, to which I tell him, you know, that's not real. And immediately, right after that, he follows that up with Mahomes is 1B to Josh Allen's 1A. 1A yeah. And I knew immediately, right then and there, that the Chiefs were huh. going to win. Now, this is the same guy is who it- told me that Chris Likes would be the face of the basketball yes, team. That's right. Yes, yes. He's not good at this. No, no. So whatever he says, you go the other way. Right, right. Um, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm saddened to hear that because if Josh Allen is the best quarterback on the planet, then tragically Lamar Jackson died yesterday, which I did not hear about in the papers. He did not want to hear anything about about Lamar Jackson yesterday. He uh, he was not accepting Lamar Jackson love, but he was, he was dead set on. Josh Allen is the greatest because he's a prisoner of the moment. You have to step back and look at this guy. Well, then he's, don't miss that throw to Shakir in the end zone, dude, and you win the game. I, I like to think of it more as a more ground level. He turns the ball over a lot, and he's led the league in, in uh, turnovers for quarterbacks the last couple of years. So he's not. He, he just isn't. Um, Mahomes is probably one. Lamar's probably two. And look, there's no disrespect being put number two next to Mahomes. Yeah. And then there's like 17 other quarterbacks and then Josh Allen. What's it like to be Buffalo and to always get Reggie Miller and never get Michael Jordan? Like, what's that like? Okay, you had Jim Kelly for four Super Bowls that you didn't win. And now Josh Allen can't get out of the divisional round. Like, they are like, I don't know what it is, but they've never had the best guy. They always have, like, the second or third best guy. And that's why they don't win anything. Up there. Hear me out. Josh Allen is Dak Prescott. He's Dak Prescott. They're the same guy. He probably makes more bad decisions than Dak Prescott, honestly. Dak led the league in interceptions last season. So they're the Didn't same. Didn't Allen lead them this year? Yes. Okay. It's a real hot competition between these two. <laughs> they're the same player. Yes. They okay. are, they're, they're good quarterbacks. Elite guys win games like that, which Patrick Mahomes did, mm-hmm. which Lamar Jackson did. Sorry. Hey, Josh Allen is. Jared a- Goff's in the NFC Championship game again as well. You got to give him some flowers. That's all a right? guy. That's a guy who has a very interesting career arc because he just couldn't get out of his own way in Los Angeles until McVay got there. Then they wanted to get rid of him, and, and they now, did. <laughs> and now, I mean, he looks really, really good. But if I'm betting that 49ers defense is going to be pissed off next week, that's going to that's going to be. They a, were pissed off last week. Yeah, like. they're they're going to be that. That's going to be a fun one. But Josh Allen is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is Josh Allen. Right. They're the same guy. Yeah, no, you, they right. are. They are wildly unreliable, mm-hmm. and you actually have to. You somehow I, have to protect yourself. So I, I was listening to something yesterday, and they were talking about Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the modern day Brett Favre. He will make a throw that makes you go, "Oh my God!" Nobody on the planet can do that. Then he'll make a throw where you go, "My four year old could make that throw." 
where mm-hmm. he just throws it to a guy, hits him between the numbers, and you know, and they run it back for a pick six. Dak's the same guy. Yeah, they're they're, they're the same guy. Yeah, yeah. I um that, that that's what that's what they are. Uh, that's what they are now. Obviously, the kicker missed the kick, and the receivers didn't play all that great either for a Buffalo. But all right, it's amazing. Here, they were mashing. Like, how often does this happen? They were mashing Kansas City yeah. on the ground, like eight, nine yards a carry. And then um, it's still a one-possession game, and they decide, well, now we have to panic and throw it all the time. You were road-grading those guys. I mean, seriously. Brian Gravitt points that out. He says, damn, harsh, guys. Play calling was awful. He had 16 completions where the receiver caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage. They put the cuffs on. That's was, not play but, calling. He checks it down. What was the excuse last year? What was the excuse the year before? It's always something. It, and that's the way it is with Listen, Zach. Joe Brady is probably the best play caller yeah. that Josh Allen's ever had. Without question. It's not play calling. I mean, those throws behind the line of scrimmage, he's checking it down because it's available. Because the Chiefs covered everybody up top and said, you know what? Every, Beat us with a thousand razor cuts. Everything was there for you. If you're a Bills fan, everything was right there. You're at home. Weather's eh. You got. I mean, you're, you're like you said. You're you're moving people off the ball. You're doing exactly what you want to do. They were kicking their and butt at the line of scrimmage. Still couldn't get it done. When they went, first of all, McDermott going for the the fake punt was one of the dumbest calls I've ever seen. But they had ten guys. Still, on the field. one of the stupidest calls. And look, you kick it, get rid of it, go play defense. They got and they got bailed out. They got bailed out they got by bailed the fumble out. through the end zone, and then which still, is a great rule they should never change. By the way, and still couldn't make it work. And again, you're at home. Everything was there for you. I yeah. got neither one of these. I think Baltimore's just going to road grade Kansas City next really? week. Really? Cuz they're only like 3 Man, and a half point favorites that or something. Baltimore's uh, This is the uh, this is the other stupid thing Hacker said to me this weekend. He was all over CJ Stroud. He was all over socials. He he thought the Texans were going to win. First series of the game, I send him a text that says Ravens playing at a different speed and they yeah. they're just going to maul them. And I got back I got back from him. Still early. No. no, no, no. At the end of the game, I just sent back still early with a question mark. And, I mean, you can just tell. The Ravens were the Ravens were a superior unit to, Chiefs, to Texas. The Chiefs have to do what they did uh, yesterday. I think Buffalo is a better team than Kansas City. But what they did was hang around, hang around, and Spagnuolo, the defense, figures it out in the third and fourth quarter. If they stay within seven or maybe even ten, but if they stay within a score of the Ravens, the Chiefs will win the game because eventually that defense gets better as the game goes along. They start out terrible. You can't you can't let Baltimore run out to like 17 no, nothing because I don't think they can come back from that. But if anyone could, Mahomes could. But I mean they they hung around, hung around and as the as the game wore on, as the pressure mounted, the Chiefs defense got better and the Bills got worse. That's what happened. Patrick Mahomes will not make a mistake in that spot. He'll throw it away. They'll punt and go play defense. Lamar, I'm not as sure about. So I, I agree with you. If the Chiefs can can be within seven at uh, at the at, as the start of the fourth quarter, they're in really it's really. It's got to be terrifying if you're a Ravens. Fan. Oh, absolutely. You you have to be just bleeping because bricks. again, as you've said many times, uh, correctly, like you you have to. You know if um. If Mahomes is a uh, is a bug, you can't just step on him one time because it's going to still, still move what you've got you to have rush to. him they are and a, then flush him down the they're toilet. They're a freaking vampire. That's right. Drive yeah. a stake in their heart and get rid yeah. of them. And and Buffalo had opportunities, and they couldn't do it. And yeah. and 99% of that is, uh, first of all, Chris Jones, the, the defensive tackle for Kansas City, mm-hmm. is unbelievably good. Yes. And he doesn't pile up a lot of stats. But when he's eating two, sometimes three blocks, and well, four, and rerouting running backs, man, it makes the defensive job well, so much easier. The reason that uh, Allen missed the quote-unquote Gabe Davis touchdown throw in that game yesterday was because Chris Jones was about to hit him, and he couldn't put everything into the throw. So he had to kind of mm-hmm. short arm it, and that's why he missed by five yards. Yeah, it, if, if, he's not th- if Jones isn't there, the throw's on time, he, the Bills may win. That I mean, guy is incredibly good. And and he, he's not a he's not like you know one of these stat guys, but you know players you know people who understand the game know how much he can wreck a game plan. Right. He's like it's not he's not Aaron Donald, but man, just a complete space eater. The reason the Bills couldn't run the football no. very effectively was because of Chris Jones. All right, more on this uh, at another time here on Ruskin and Zach because we promised you um, basketball. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. 
Our NFL update brought to you by Heartland Honda, Power Sports and Marine, Exit 72. In Springdale, work hard, play hard, Heartland Honda. Okay, now, uh, let's see here. 77-64. Yep. South Carolina comes in here and uh, spanks your booty. On your home floor. That's right. Matt Jones said that. They beat your cheeks (laughs) on your home floor. So this is another home court punking by this team. Now, we do not make vast generalizations about the basketball team until January 20th. It is now January 22nd. I have not heard what Zach's going to say, by the way, so I have no idea what he's going to say. But please, sir, do not sugarcoat. Do not hold anything back. Tell us, uh, tell us how you feel about this, this situation. This not very good. Uh, they're, they're just not. And it, I thought at some point they would sort of figure it out and it was a meshing issue and that they, they just couldn't. It just couldn't. It, it, at some point you would find that combination that made this go. <sighs> I, I, Jeremiah Davenport called out their effort. Media's asked about their effort. Musselman, which I don't like. I don't like the head he coach. He said buy-in. I don't like the coach publicly questioning players' effort. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I just don't know that, that that provides the look that that you want for your program. That team is woefully, woefully bad on defense. That South Carolina team's fine. I mean, they're they're good. They're they're not they're not exceptional. But to come in here and just beat the brakes, they off were a them, man down too. Yeah, they were. This week, this is going to go one of two ways. You know, you and I were running through the schedule, and we see four wins the rest of the way. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. You can you but, can talk about where they are. You can talk about where they're going. This week they have 13 is, games left. They need to win 10 of them to get to 20. They're going to go down to the go down to to Oxford on Wednesday, and they're going to play a team that's that got crushed this weekend, and, and they're going to be bad. And they play defense, and that's going to be a tough physical game. You lose that man. Calipari got a seven-two guy eligible. That's a lottery pick. Just got him eligible, and he looked fantastic. You know, it's they they've got issues. You know, when I was talking with Jimmy Dykes a couple of weeks ago, it was just you know toughness, toughness on the inside, man. That's the that's a problem. But they've got a problem at all five spots right now, and I don't know where the answer is. There's not you know you can't just pull somebody in and say go. And I know Mush is pushing all these buttons trying to you know find a guy that works. It's just it's a bad team. And as we sit here on January the twentieth, I if they make the NIT, we should be excited. That means that they went 500 the rest, the rest of the way. There's 13 games left, and I don't know if they're going to win three or four. Yeah, there's a there's a lot before we get to the scheduling uh, situation. I, we, there's a couple things here that um is um that is fascinating to me. It, number one is we're seeing more of it now because there's more losses, but this is a trait that has occurred before, but it's been overlooked because of all of the winning. And that when they lose, Eric Musselman takes zero responsibility for the loss. None. Zero. None. Nada. And I would imagine none of his 12 other assistant coaches take any responsibility for a loss either. It's always the players screwed up my great game plan. I'm the genius. This is what I came up with. And the players fouled it up. It's their fault. You built the team. It's ultimately your fault. You built this. You're the one who ran off perfectly good players to bring in these guys. So, I mean, I don't... I wonder how this plays on the recruiting trail, like you mentioned, too, because you have a head coach that takes zero responsibility when things go bad over there. I'm just, None. I'm just uncomfortable with... Even if it's true, it, it, even if you are 100% correct... Outwardly, to everyone, you have to stay on message. Hey, we're we're, we're working on this. We're building. You got to be positive. But to listen to him after a game, obviously he's frustrated. He's a very high-strung guy, and he's frustrated. But calling out your players in your post game, whether by name or by you know position group or whatever, I'm uncomfortable with that because you. It's not just them. It's a collective effort from everybody involved. From the guy who, you hired him. From the guys, you're the GM. From the guys standing on the sidelines to the five guys on the floor to the guys on the bench, it's a collective effort. This team has got some issues, and I don't, I don't know where it starts. I don't know where you start fixing it. Who do you look at and go? 
I can rely on that guy every night. Okay, here's a couple of things to, to start with, all right? This is supposed to be a Brazil Devo-centric team, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you can say what you want about the plus-minus uh, stats. You know, sometimes they're good indicators. Sometimes they're not so reliable. But these are some pretty damning numbers, Zach. In SEC play, Brazil is plus-minus minus 67, yeah. and Devo is minus 41. And... Brazil has not had any games in the positive. In the A&M game, his plus-minus was zero. Devo's had one league game. In the A&M game, he was plus-10. Again, plus-minus stat, you can say whatever you want, but um, these are pretty telling numbers when the team, the two guys your team is supposed to be built around are a combined minus, uh, what, 10-something or another, mm-hmm. whatever it is. They're terrible. These are terrible numbers. Here. Brazil's a complimentary guy. He's, a, he's, a, he's the other guy. You know, He's the Robin to whoever your Batman is. Maybe not even that. Um, he's he's not a guy that you're going to rely on to get you points when you need it. Traymond Mark's the closest thing they have, and I think he's the other guy. They don't have the guy. And I don't know how you fix that. Minus 67, including a very uninspiring minus 16 in the South Carolina game on Saturday. Musselman's teams are always built on defense. This team can't play defense. And that's a problem. I mean, it, when when your core value is something you can't do, you've got a problem. And I think that's why it looks so uninspiring at times because they don't play defense. They don't hustle. There's, I mean, I know it's a trivial thing. I want to see some bodies on the floor going after balls. Please. Anything at this point. Show me some effort. Show me you care. Picture this, a cold winter's night and suddenly no heat. That's exactly what happened to us. But when we called Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric, they were right there. Their pros didn't just fix our heating. They brought back our home's warmth and comfort in no time. Even when our water heater started leaking, Pascal was the first name we thought of. Quick, professional, and so understanding. With Pascal's flexible payment options, we didn't have to worry about a big expense all at once. Now our home is comfortable and so is our budget. Schedule now at gopascal.com. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Some of his post-game stuff is, especially with with Chuck, um, in, in that immediate aftermath, is just heat of the moment type stuff. But when you hear it in the press conference afterwards, and he's got the you know he's got the stat sheet in his hand, he's looking at, it, and, he, and he's he's either calling a player out by name or or you know we're we're not doing this. He's talking, you know who he's talking about. I'm just I'm not comfortable with that just yet, because again, you're the GM of this team. You put it together. It's your job to get it to perform. You know, if the parts don't mix, that's not necessarily on them. Now, some of the responsibility, some of the effort part of it goes to the players. I mean, how many times have we had, you know, we were joking earlier about, you know, the CBI putting in a seven-point uh, shot. But for <laughs> Arkansas, they got to put it, like, in the lane because Arkansas can't hit a layup. I mean, how many shots are you going to miss around the basket? No. Just putbacks and, and stickbacks, and you're just missing all these things. At some point, this is going to click, and they're going to come up with a performance, and you go, well, this is what it's supposed to look like. I think. Yeah, but I think that with this, it seems like um, it's different because, um, like, you can't see them going on a run. Like, you can see them having, well, like the, um, you know, the, the A&M game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they put it all together for really a half in that game. But they haven't put together in the league yet. And what we got? We uh, got uh, uh, five games gone here. They haven't put it together for 35 minutes yet in, in a game. They've done it for 20, but the second half of that game wasn't uh, all that uh, spectacular. You know, Mark hits the shot at the end, but I mean, I mean, it's... you could go back to every, every team that he's had and you could go, okay, they do this. Well, this is what they can rely on. All of them had some sort of, de- of a defensive element where they, where they were good on defense. I have no clue what the if this team does anything they well. They block shots well. They block shots well. All right. So okay. All right. It's something. They're third in the nation. Third in, blocks in the nation per game. in block shots. Okay. 
now you got to build off of that. If that's if your interior defense, you know, shot blocking is good. All right, well, let's start there. But offensively, the 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 offense is just a slog. It, it the, really is. You're, it looks like they're running in quicksand half the time. They is run, it fair to call it offense? It's more like a bunch of dribbling and then someone chuck it. <laughs> I, I I trust. I, look, I I'm not a uh, I'm not an X's and O's guy when it comes to basketball. But when people who are look at them and go, I have no idea what they're doing. And it was and and I go back to you and I were around draft time. We're looking at a, a draft evaluation for Nick Smith. And the the it was a throwaway line in the uh, in the evaluation of Nick Smith, but it said that Nick Smith played in one of the most poorly spaced offenses this particular reviewer had ever seen, and that just sort of stuck with me because that's not a Nick Smith issue. Right, that's a that's an offensive design issue, and it, and this team it just takes so long for them to get engaged on the offensive end. It's dribble, 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 pass. You're going to do the little weave thing. You're going to run a pick. And, and then all of a sudden, you're stuck with 12 seconds, 20 feet from the basket. And now you got to find a way in. And they don't shoot it great from beyond the arc. So it's, you know, what do you do? You don't have somebody that you can just get it to and say, man, go get me a bucket. They just don't have Well, it. you have Tremont Mark, but he'll get you two rather than three. And, and sometimes you need three. Sometimes you need three. And... Uh, it, ta- it it's just it's so it takes so much for them to get an open jumper that it's it's concerning they're not they're not working near they're working much harder on the offensive end than they are on the defensive end yeah here's a well, let's, let's go through some text here from the people let's hear from the people what do the people say about all this stuff uh text from Missouri can't take it anymore <laughs> talk politics <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here is a uh, text out of the 918. The only reason they block shots, well, is because they get beat off the dribble every time. Of course, they're going to have a bunch <laughs> of block God. shots. Come on. The people are not holding back today, and I am here for it. Um, the problem is Brad and Rogers. The problem with the shot blocking is they're out of position for rebound following <laughs> the block attempt. Right. Um, okay. Uh, that's a text about Brazil. I'm not going to read. Um Andrew and Lowell, do we really need plus minus to judge Brazil? Look at the stats. Sir, plus minus is a stat. We, we were looking it, it at is, a stat. It's an actual to, stat. Uh, yes. Uh, here is a text out of the 501. All of these texts coming in on the McClarty Daniel hotline here on Ruskin and Zach. Muss has to get better players. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Tyler in Atlanta says, season is gone. Van Horn will have us hog fans happy again soon. You sure about that? You sure about that? <laughs> because let me tell you what's happening there. We don't know anything about the baseball team either. We're assuming they'll be good because of past results. And like a very good mutual fund, past results are not an indication of future I, you know performance. What? If we're going to take somebody at their word, I'm going to take Dave. Dave's got a history. Okay, but we're doing the exact same thing with baseball that we did with this basketball team, which is assume because they've done things in the past, They'll do them again also, with new players. A, a very, well, it's not all new players. They've got a really good nucleus coming back. They've got a lot of new players, they, though. Uh, in key spots, they've got a lot of veterans coming back. you got a, the nucleus of a really, really good baseball team. But again, I, I that's 25 days. That away. lost in the regionals last year at yep. home. Yep, they did. They did. Uh, this is the part that I was talking about. Texas of the 479 says, Musk keeps talking about uh, what they built for four years, and he doesn't know what's wrong. That's, what, that's the thing that makes me very... Very cringy to me. It's like he's talking about his ex when his, you know, when his real girlfriend's sitting right in front of him. And you're, you're, I don't know how that plays in the locker room. It can't play well when your coach is talking about, well, you know, last year's team did this, and the team before that did this, and you guys suck. The second attorney has chimed in. Must needs to quit acting like a child and have some accountability. You want to play through the portal, this is bound to happen. You can't have so many new guys each year and have chemistry. Brazil and Devo don't need to step back on the court, though. Neither are giving yeah. anything that we can't live without. Well, you that's, what, that's that, what the second attorney I, says. I know. You can point at any player and go, well, they're not doing this. or they're. Everybody's got drawbacks at this point. There's nobody you look at and go, that guy should never come off the floor under any circumstances. Trayvon Mark, probably the tallest midget also, on the floor. Also, you can't – like, how can you – how can you um, have any accountability when you yourself don't hold yourself accountable as the guy in charge of the organization over there? Like Musselman, I mean, think about this from a player's perspective. All right, we stink. The coach says we stink publicly, but 
he doesn't mention that he stinks too. So it's all our fault? Yes. Now, the last time I checked, he still makes more money than they do. Now, this may be a lot closer than it used to be, but I still think that he makes the most money over there. So this is all their fault? Oh, because the genius came up with the plan, but the players aren't executing his genius plan. Got it. Okay, I understand. That. There's a there's a lot going on uh, with with that group, and man, you're you're <laughs> you're going into a really tough week because Chris Beard he he can lock you down. Now they can't score a ton, but they can lock you down and make it really really frustrating. And then you got you know the 800 pound gorilla looming on Sunday or Saturday, Let's- and that's just man. You, you could go from you know being one in one in what were they zero and three. You know, to one and three, and then all of a sudden, you know, man, you're staring down one and five, you know, one and six. They could be one and six at the end of the week. Uh, let's do the schedule game now. All right. There are 13 games left. All right. To get to 20 wins. Which you need. Which would probably, by the computer estimates that I was looking at, would probably get you in to the tournament. Okay. So you need 10 wins out of 13 games. Ugh. Okay. Kentucky twice. You're not winning either of those. Okay, we're now down to 11 wins, 11 games to get 10. Okay? Ole Miss. No. No. Okay, we're now, you now have to win out. You now have to win 10 out of 10. Uh, Tennessee's coming here. Nope. Okay, you now have nine games to win 10. Uh, You're going to Alabama. You're going to A&M. Okay, you now have seven games, and you need to win ten. Keep going. Uh, at Mississippi State. No. LSU twice. Split. Okay, we found a win. Okay. Yes. Missouri twice. Yes, you'll get both of those. Okay, we're now up to three. Uh, Georgia here. No. Vanderbilt. Yes. All right, that's four. Ugh. That's four and nine. Ugh. So the math is not in their favor here, um, because four and nine they have to be, go ten and three the rest of the way to, to four and nine means a fourteen and seventeen season. That's right. Yes, Ugh. that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But what I'm telling you is that the you need to win ten, and we can't find seven. We found four. Well, we, we found, found four. four. We certainly we can't four. find seven. So that's where we are now. Ick. It's a long season. Guys get hurt, you know, you catch, teams get hot, teams get cold, all that sort of stuff happens. So let's for the, just for, just for complete homerism and for complete, let's kiss up to the fans, let's give them two more wins. Okay, we're at six. That's still not 10. Let's say you steal two of them. You're now six and seven, right? Wow. That's where you, okay. So that's still not 10. Do you understand? I know that uh, you know Sarah has wrecked the education system in the state. But Six math, is not 10. Math Do we understand still, that? Math still math. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Don't know if you picked that up I in just, an AMI day or not. I, you know, and, and you look at that schedule and you're just like, there's no team on that thing on that schedule that you look at and go, that's an absolute win. You've got questions in the back of your mind. They're yep. going to run into four of them. Okay. And let's say again... As homers, we give them two more. Well, that's you're still four short. You're still four short. That's right. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay, they have really uh, they're in a hole this time that um, I don't know. It's not it's not looking great. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing, here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. 
We're back on a Monday yeah. at 5 o'clock talking with uh, Clay Henry here on Ruskin and Zach. Hi, Clay. Well, hello. It's yeah. good to be regular. So... <laughs> Darn right it is. That's for sure. Uh, how is, how is... Probiotics are important, man. Very important, yes. How are the conditions up there uh, in your part of the state, Clay? Well, it was uh, a rough night. You know, it started... Uh, you know, freezing rain about 3 a.m., but it was, you know, the forecasts were highly exaggerated. It was, uh, you know, thin ice that was a problem till about uh, noon, and then we got a warm rain, warm being a relative term, uh, that just melted everything. We had about seven inches of snow that had not melted from, you know, the previous week, so it kind of hung around for six or seven days. And now all that's uh, just about gone. The yard, there's still, you know, there's still pockets of snow around in the woods. Yeah, I do have a yard, but it's mainly woods around here. I imagine. Oh, yeah, you... I was going to ask about that. Do, do you do you shovel the walk, or do you pay like a neighborhood kid to do that? There are no neighborhood kids. <laughs> you know. There are no neighborhood kids. <laughs> Zero. There is. Uh, there's a few infants. There's a few people that. Oh, so there's hope. Now the have future. their grandkids. Probably not. They're probably going to, you know, they'll probably uh, get out of here as soon as they can. Um, you know, that, you know, it's this isn't where, you know, you hang around to make your career. Uh, it's a retirement community. I and imagine you are. So, I picture you like Bud so Grant, like during that playoff game out there. It's 12 <laughs> degrees outside, sleet, snow. You're out there in a short sleeve shirt. So our, our driveway is gravel. It's about, I've stepped it off from the front of the porch to the paved road is 86 yards. So I did shovel that. Well, I mean, you just, you know, as you're heading off on your walk. Yeah, so, you know, I played golf, played college golf back in the days when there were no range finders, there were no markers anywhere, and you stepped everything off. And so I I do that from time to time, just out of habit. How far is it to there? And so I'll just count how many steps. And... Um, you know, I've got it down to where my step is about a yard because that it, it's important to ha- you know to step the same way every time oh. when you're playing golf. Now like- there's you know a range finder you don't need it. So anyway, the I go on these two mile walks. My, not very often. I used to. I mean, if there's a purpose like I'm going on an elk hunt in the mountains, well, I might do a lot of walking for six weeks. How many um, steps is the How many steps is the basketball team away from winning a game? <laughs> You went there, huh? What? It's an honest question. They, 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 this thing has gotten sideways well, it's, fast. The court is 94 feet. How many steps? And that? when they can play defense for you know at least 40 of those feet, they'll win. Is, is that yeah. the biggest? If you is, want to step things off that way. Is yeah. that the biggest concern right now is the fact that the defense is, has not been what well, we expected? You, you always start with defense. I think most people start with how many points can you score. I mean, Nolan always said you got to be able to shoot. He wanted shooters, but the other thing that, and you know, I think you can recruit some things that they're missing. The number one thing they're missing to me is toughness. Mm-hmm. And I thought Nolan assembled tough players, and he would, he'd come back. I think the first time he told me about Pat Bradley, he, you know, everybody would say, "Well, Pat is a shooter, right?" And that what you'd say you'd, mm-hmm. you'd think of him first. They do call him the shooter. Yeah. But he he said, I found a kid in Massachusetts that, that is tough as nails. That's what he said first about Pat Bradley. And I would agree, Pat was to Pat could play defense. He wasn't you know, he wasn't scared to stick his nose in there. He'd take a charge. Um but he also was as good a shooter as, as we've ever had. Um and his range I mean it was it was way out there. I mean he, he could shoot it. Dillard like if he wanted to he didn't take shots like that um and he was targeted by defense and he still get his shots off and but it it was the toughness that Nolan spoke about and you can go through Mayberry Clint McDaniel Corey Beck Dwight Stewart Dwight Stewart he's like he's tough he's tough and he's a big dog that's what they call Dwight Stewart tough tough as nails and and that's what he that's what he wanted and this team just doesn't seem to have that. So, and I, I don't think you can go out there and say, 
roll the ball out there and say, everybody dive on it. Let's see who's the toughest. I mean, I, you know, I think you, it just doesn't work that way. I don't think you make players tough. They either are or they aren't. They, they, they had that. They brought that in with their luggage when they came to college. So that's, that's a problem. Um, so you have to have toughness to be able to play defense. I watch in – I don't see guys breaking down in defensive stances. I mean, it's just it – just, it's, it's just missing. You know, that's um, – when I, when I watch teams play, it's like, who gets the best shots? Well, the team that gets the best shots is going to win. Well, it's because you play defense that you get the best shots. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I mean, it, it, the the other thing, Clay, or, or another thing that is uh, interesting to me is so, like, I've uh, we all know uh, that there have been times where, you know, people will start to, uh, you know, critique and say things, and a team will, like, use that, and they'll, like, rally up, and they'll be like, well, you know, people doubted us, on and on and on. And uh, this team has been called out multiple times in the last month by their coach, by players on the team, and by uh, and by other people, and they, there's no there's no response there. Well, you could send Corey Beck into the locker room and say, I, I you know, and and go one by one and do the Don Rickles thing, you know, just belittle them. Uh, by the way, I did hear uh, DQ. That was the Don Rickles treatment that she heard at that, you know, the the, the comic store, yes. whatever you want to call it. That's what we always called it. He can go through and point out, but Corey go in there. And belittle them for I don't know that it would bother, because I just don't think that that's they don't seem to play like they got a chip on their shoulder, and I mean Nolan had a way of doing that, but you have to have some inner toughness for that to matter, and I mean I'm not making fun of them that's just what they are, um, but uh, but I think you start off by you know recruiting toughness, and. You know, it's in the portal. You know, you're, you're you've got unlimited game film, but you know, I think sometimes coaches think I can I can I can put a little of that in them, um, but sometimes you can't. As we, I mean, they're they're backed into a corner now. Um, you know, we were doing the math earlier with 13 games left. They're probably going to have to go nine and four, ten and three down the stretch yeah, if they want to so, if they even want to sniff the tournament. Okay, this is this is my take on all that. In, in which one of you? said January 20th was kind Me. of the line in the sand. Well, Me. we're past that. Yep. And, and, I mean, we're you know, it's – I don't see them making a great push to make their resume NCAA tournament worthy. They've got to somehow get to the SEC tournament, you know, and then play their way into the tournament. Because I don't think they're going to have a resume that gets them to the tournament. But you can win the tournament. Um, you know, you – You'd like it not to have to win four nights in a row or whatever it is. Isn't that what it, what's required now? If you're in the bottom third of the of the standings, you got to win every night for yep. four nights. Yep, four nights. Or if you get into the very bottom, you got to play that Wednesday night and then play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five yeah. nights. Yep. But I mean, gosh, you know, I, I just I look down. I don't, you know, I don't see him winning it at Ole Miss. I mean. That, they're going to have to match the toughness of that team, and I, that doesn't seem possible. And, gosh, Kentucky looks like as good a team as there is in the country right now. The, the guy they just added? Yeah, it's I nice mean, when you can add a 7-2 How did guy. that happen? Well, he, he's he been on campus, and he was no, fighting they, with the they, NCAA. They got him the yeah. summer, but, he, but they, you know, they didn't have all his credentials lined out. And oh. it was took a little while, and the NCAA is, you know, they – but it's turned out he's legit. Now, he's better than the guy that the Spurs drafted number one. Yeah, Wembanyama. Yeah. He's, he's, he's better wow. than him. It's it's frightening. He's that, not that a Kentucky, kid. Kentucky got better, and and we'll see them on Saturday. But I mean, for this team, I mean, you and I and everybody else, we can sit here and talk about oh, or talk about Kentucky all we want. Arkansas has got to go down to Oxford. And that Chris I know, Beard, that but I'm Chris, just saying no, 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 that it's just going to keep getting worse is what I'm saying is, you know, like, what do you have to do? How many do you have to win? Well, let's talk about winning one first mm -hmm. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But you're going to face an Ole Miss team that's known for their defense. And, 
you know, Traymond Mark has has upped his game offensively, but man, we got to find four other guys that can play with him, guys that are connected. So, what's their enough. what's their record? They one in four. Uh, they're one, one in four, four in the league. league. Yeah. So they played five games. Uh-huh. That's ten halves of basketball. I've seen one good half. Matt, okay, out so, of ten. So Matt yeah. Jones kept pointing this out uh, on the post game show. They played ten halves of basketball. They've won one. That's what I. That's one. I didn't one. know they tied, they tied one, yeah. and the, and they they won one, tied one, and lost eight. Wow. Yeah. When when you I mean, think about it, that's really staggering. A bunch of shots against yeah. Texas A and M. They won a bunch. Made a bunch of shots in that first fifteen minutes. No, look and, and they and they needed all of them because yeah. uh, there was a big comeback by the Aggies in that game. I mean, yeah. That yeah. was the first half of that game. Was the half they won. Yeah. Yeah. And then blew the lead. So I guess. Uh, 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 Clay, I guess most. Well, but they they came back with just one of their normal halves. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't yeah. blowing the lead. It's just they played normal yep. the second half. You're right. So so Clay, I guess most people will chalk this up kind of like that year that uh, Dave's team was uh, not that great. Oh, uh, you, you get a you get a mulligan and uh, you know you rebuild the thing next year and uh, and see you know how it all works out again. Yeah, I mean, and and they got wrecked by the draft that that that. that you know, the team, you know, that they were playing with a bunch of freshmen. I don't know if you – but here's the thing that that's that you, you can't compare what happened with Dave because all those players were – end up being big pieces. I'm talking about Blaine Knight, Isaiah Campbell. You can go on down the list. Those guys played as – pitched as true freshmen and got hammered. And eventually they were big pieces – Going, you know, Isaiah Campbell and Blaine Knight, they both had what was amount to undefeated seasons. Mm-hmm. To, uh, but it, it's you're not going to get any of these players back. Yeah, you're going to have to start start over again. Now, having said that, we already know that that's what Eric Musselman does best. So he's he's not backed into a corner. He's just going to do it again, probably with better results. And I don't, I don't doubt him at all. This can happen. In fact, I was talking to Jimmy Dykes and Jimmy Counts and Pat Foster and others. You know, it's remarkable what he's done. But it's not like he did it once. He did it, what, two or three times in Nevada. And then he, you know, did it, what, four times here. So he can he can build his roster. He just, he you know, it didn't work this year. And... um and it's like, well, he'll learn. No, he's going to do it again, but he'll he'll do it. It's not going to – his consistency over the last six, seven years is that he can do it, and he, and he will. Um, and you still – you go back to, you know, what I've watched as far as Arkansas basketball, and it starts really with Duddy Waller. And you go through all the coaches, and there's only two – other coaches that are even close to, to, you know, you know, Eric Musselman, what he's done the last three years. I mean, you know, Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson both went to the final four. This guy can go to the final four. We we've seen how close he was. And if he did it just once, I'd say, well, that was, that was anomaly. No, he, he did it the last three years. You know, sweet sixteen, elite eight. You know that kind of stuff. That that's rare. So, and, and but it it is it probably is not going to happen this year. So uh, Clay, another thing with this team that I haven't seen in a long time is just like publicly they just you know the way players are talking about you know you know when Minifield said they quit in the game and then you've got. Um, Davenport talking about not being bought in. Like, I can't remember uh, in the olden days, this stuff is handled in the locker room. Now, we're in this new world where, uh, you know, it's no, you're taking failed nice. shots at, at, at your teammates in, in, in front of the press. I mean, it's great. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, they're not, they're not saying anything that they haven't said to each other. I mean, they know. And it's – but it, I don't – okay – you watch bad teams, and I hear people say, you know, I'm talking about football, basketball, whatever. You know, the, um, you know, when they were throwing, you know, the baseball team you mentioned, you know, that was had the losing record, which was, you know, the one-year deal that they didn't go to the NCAA tournament under Van Horn, and they couldn't throw a strike. You know, they'd have games where they threw 230 pitches. 
you know, cause they, they're walking 12, 13, 15. And they're like, well, these guys, it's lack of effort. I don't think they, I think those guys tried their butt off. And when you're not very good, it looks like you're not trying. You know, the football team, they were like, well, they, that was lack of effort. I think it was lack of talent. I mean, you know, those offensive tackles and sometimes, you know, the you know guys in the secondary or whatever you want to say, I think they were trying. They just weren't very good. And good players look like they're giving effort. And guys that aren't very good, they look, well, they're not trying. Now, I will say that winning sometimes brings everybody up a little notch. Losing does just the opposite. One of the things that I guess surprises me the most about the way that this has been handled is that they're so public about it. It's it's one thing to for those problems to exist. You know, when, when we were younger, those problems wouldn't make it to the media or talk radio or anything like that. But now it feels like we all know that they're not getting along. We all know there's dysfunction. We all know they're not playing to, to their capability. And that can create, especially in the age of social media and, and, and things, it can create I don't want to say a false narrative about this, but it, it can make the problem seem worse than it is, which is these just it just feels like if they get on the same page and give us a half a basketball, they can build on that. But it's like when one thing goes wrong, it snowballs, fan base jumps on top of them saying, well, they're not trying, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. And then it just, it, you get what you got on Saturday against South Carolina. South Carolina was better. I mean, they were better from the start. I mean, no, I mean, it just, Whatever. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, I think you tried to say it twice. But it, when you're not very good, I don't think it matters. <laughs> I, mean, I just think it's, uh, you know, and, and I do think there's some of them trying. Um, and they make mistakes. They're, they're not fundamentally sound. They came here that way. And you cannot flip a switch in just a few weeks. Um, you're, you have to find guys that are fundamentally sound, and they're tough. And you have to find them in the portal. He did that. He's done that. Now, you tell me, uh, you know, go through the rosters the last few years. that They've had guys that came in here, and they were exactly what you wanted. He didn't change them. They, they were that. You know, whether it was Tate, Justin Smith. I mean, just go down. There's, you know, they, they – they had what you wanted. It took him a little while to figure out which ones he wanted, but it was they they weren't surprised, I don't think, because they were the same way at their previous schools, but that's what you have to find. Um he it looks like to me that he loaded up with guys that could shoot because last year they had guys that couldn't shoot. Well, the guys that he brought in last year, they could play defense and they were long and athletic. Um you're you're running an NBA system, and that what we've been told from from mm-hmm. word go. Yep, get you some NBA players. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can't. I mean, you can't run an NBA system with guys that don't have that kind of talent. He'll he'll get them, um, but it's uh, you know I hate you know we beat these guys up, but it's yeah you know, I guess that's the way of the world right now. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Clay Henry here. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. Uh, you can text us on the McClarty General Hotline, 866-285-4005. Here's a text from uh, Guyman in uh, Springdale. It's a game plan issue. The plan is to shoot free throws. That puts Arkansas dependent on the refs. Hope is not a plan. So what the- Yeah, I mean, so I saw a team – that stayed in front of your drivers. I mean, I don't. I mean, South Carolina's defense was solid as a rock. They were physically superior. They looked like football players, but they were really good basketball players. And Traymond Mark, he didn't get fouled. There, there were no fouls to call. They played solid defense. And you heard their players and their coach talk about we stayed in front of them. So. You can, you know, you had good referees that didn't call fouls. They, there, there weren't many foul shots shot in that game period, like the previous game. And so, what happened with Texas A&M is they got behind and they turned it up and tried to play aggressive, and they fouled. 
South Carolina stayed ahead. They didn't foul. There was nothing in that game that I would say you would review and say Arkansas got a bad call. They didn't. So, um, you know, you you play position defense and say, you know, we're we're not, you know, the – South Carolina did things that Arkansas can't do, and that's screen with big bodies. I mean, I mean, fundamentally, screening is 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 an art, and I don't see guys that are physically strong enough to screen in the SEC. Um, Mitchell could be that, but his timing was all. I mean, when he tries to screen, sometimes it's an offensive foul because he's moving. Well, Joe Klein called it perfectly. He got an offensive foul, and he's like, the timing was off. The driver started before he set the screen, took his man right into it. Two moving, you know, you it's timing. And you got to play together. Well, you know, it's 13 guys. You jumble them up every week, and it's a different different group out there. At least that's what I've seen. Yeah, you're. I think you're. You're dead on. Do you think some of the, um, so I guess some of the frustration last year with the really young guys, you know, he had all those freshmen, and it felt at times like he was managing a kindergarten class, um, uh. and and they swung too far the other way, where you know the freshmen, you know, Bayfall, the freshmen that they have this year aren't really contributing. He went with an older team, thinking he could avoid some of the mess that he ran into last year. You think that that that's some of the frustration is he's he hasn't found that happy medium between freshmen and uh, transfer portal guys? I like the freshmen that he brought in last year. I mean, it's like, you know, Nick Smith was injured. We didn't get to see him. He brought in three five-stars, right? Yep. I mean, you you keep doing that every year, you're okay. This group is not five-stars. There's not – they're not any five-stars. That's why I'm saying – so you've got all the – I mean, Nick Smith's not in the NBA yet. He's in in the G League. But he's starting to kind of round into form. But I think I think uh, Walsh has, has played some in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's you know Anthony Black has has played starting minutes some. I, uh, I got I got ripped for that uh, Clay the other day. I told I told Zach that uh, Anthony Black has the magic in the middle of the playoff <laughs> chase in the Eastern Conference, and um, he, um, he he mocked me. And then the uh, the Orlando. Uh, Zach did, and then the Magic proceeded I mean, to lose like Zach eight out of ten Mocking, after that. <laughs> when Zach Zach mocks, well, you just keep on going. Now, hang on, worry uh, hold on. He forgot in the the Orlando Magic uh, playoff push. Forgot to mention Paolo Bancaro. He's a fine player too. <laughs> just saying, when Anthony Black arrived, that's when the whole thing took off like yeah. a rocket ship. God, I love watching that guy play. Hey, here's here. what oh, you forgot man. to mention: Cole Derek, Anthony. You tell him. You tell him Anthony is the glue. Oh, he hates the glue guy. I hate the glue. Oh, he hates no, just tell him that. The he's the glue. Said so he's the glue man. Forgot the Vogner. Wouldn't it be funny? If but I want to tell you, Anthony Black, he might have been the glue last year though. The one thing he's you knew one about, of the toughest kids to play here in a long the time. The one thing you knew about Anthony Black, come out high water, win or lose, you know that Walsh, guy was going. Toughness. He yep. was going to give you everything he had yes. every single night. Whether he was healthy or hurt, he would give you it's, everything he had. It's why so many times Musselman referenced him by name in the press conference because he was the only guy he felt like he could rely on the most out there. You know, he was going to be there, ankle, arm, whatever. He was going to be out there. All right. Yeah. It, it's uh, 25 minutes after the hour. We've got more with uh, Clay coming up. We've got uh, the, the poll questions. and uh, Thank God. <laughs> yeah, some comedic relief from all this uh, – all this drudgery that we've been talking about here for the uh, for the last I mean, half hour. All I said doesn't make any sense. I don't know why y'all even tried to get me to do that. Well, uh, we appreciate you saying it okay. because uh, it's uh, it, we didn't have to talk as much. That's so exactly that's, uh, why. That's what we like. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we. Uh, but but the le- the at least talk- it's not duck hunting this week. God. <laughs> wow. You didn't like talking <laughs> about like that? Talking duck hunting. Oh, with I'm us? joking. I'm I'm sure it bored everybody else. So that's no, it was interesting to me. I learned I learned things about duck hunting. See, he did. Zach didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Where was I? I, I was you I were here? here. I yeah, was. You were here. I don't know. We missed you last week. No, well, no, no. Was no. it Tuesday? What did yeah, you do? Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, it was yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, were, That's right. I, I, yeah. Is that your day off? Man, I wish. <laughs> you're, one of the, you're one of those guys that does four days a week. No, 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 no. Four. No. Like two. Oh, it's two. Okay. I'm here. Where was I Tuesday night? You weren't anywhere. You were here. Hey, I, I promise you were here. She wasn't did, here. Did I hear? Was I listening the other day and y'all were 
given DQ grief over not knowing what a safety was? Yes. Well, she was giving herself that's not grief. Her, that's not her job. She was giving herself grief we piled on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what it she was. She started it. I knew it existed, at least. <laughs> yeah, but it's we not, have, it's I not didn't know how you got to it. <laughs> there is a, I mean, she's back there doing the getting the podcasting. I mean, she's doing hundreds of things Clay, that y'all can't do. Clay, there's a misconception amongst listeners that if you are on one of these radio stations, you have to know everything there is to know about sports. It is simply not true. We are here to entertain you while you're stuck in your car or your cube all day. Oh, no, okay. what thing. Knowledge has nothing to do with right. entertainment do any value. Of y'all know, do you, any of y'all know who Nick Dunlop is? I don't know. No. He he won as a 20-year-old on the PGA Tour. Oh, yesterday. yeah, yeah, yeah. The amateur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yes. He, he well, that's be... coming up in our Corn Ferry update. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Corn Ferry, this was the real he tour. Will oh, never the real see tour? The, he will okay. never see the Corn Ferry Tour. Never say never. He won the real tour. Yeah. He won. I mean, it's like there's been seven amateurs win tour events. Four of them. In the NIL world, we still can't give him any money? That doesn't seem right. Oh, no, no. He's... Hey, he's he can he can get money. Okay, he just can't get tour money because he was an amateur. Oh, okay, he entered got as it, an amateur. Got it, got it. But I I think he signed probably probably somewhere between five and ten million with Taylor made in the last last twenty four hours. Okay, so he's doing okay. He's fine. He's not. He's not going. He's flying on. Tonight. He's flying on Ned Jets now. Nice. He ain't going on. And he, I mean, he's not riding the blue water on whoop. Delta anymore. Okay, that's right. Wait, how, how often do you fly on Ned Jets? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I've never been on one, but I've been on that Stevens Falcon about 40 times. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.